0: and welcome. My name is Alexis and you're listening to the Sheffield Libraries podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to Claire Walker from Sheffield Libraries about our City Reads 2020, The Book of Sheffield. The Book of Sheffield is a collection of short stories all with a Sheffield theme. It's published by Comma Publishing, edited by Catherine Taylor and features stories from established and celebrated authors as well as emerging Sheffield writers. With the kind support of Sheffield Hallam University we have got thousands of copies of the Book of Sheffield which we'll be giving out across the city for free as part of the Sheffield Year of Reading. In this podcast Claire and I are going to give you a little taster of what you can expect before grabbing your own copy of the book. So welcome to the podcast, Claire. It's lovely to have you here today. Hi, Alexis. Um, so starting with a general overview, the book of Sheffield, what can people
1: expect from it? Um, well, to me, I think that the book has it's got everything. It's got drama, it's got emotion, music, memories, and to me, what feels like a heartbeat of Sheffield.
0: Absolutely. And-
1: Yeah, Catherine Taylor, who's edited the book, as I think she's put together the perfect mix of stories that take the reader on a literary tour of our vibrant city.
0: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Um, it's fantastic in that sense. And I love the fact that there's some stories in there that are really very real and very grounded. And then there's quite a lot of stories with a supernatural or a fantasy angle as well. So you've kind of got... bit of something for everybody but all of them have that Sheffield feel to them which is fantastic I think.
1: Definitely yeah yeah there's a real sense of place and I think Mm. reading the book bonded to me uh, me to my city even more.
0: Yeah absolutely yes it really does that it reminds you of a lot of the the kind of nostalgia and fondness that we have for, for areas and like you say music and just ways of being in our city so yeah it really captures that brilliantly in in not kind of too long a book. It's not a big arduous read. It's a nice kind of
1: bite sized Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm a, a big advocate for the short story anyway. Completely. But, yeah, and I think particularly in these times when we've all been anxious and worrying, mm. it's been hard to focus on a novel. Mm. And I think the the fact that the short stories and just bite-sized quick fix is just superb. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, a member of staff who you gave the book to quite recently said it got her reading mojo back. Yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. I mean, that that's what short stories do. You can just read one really they're just a few pages long before you go to sleep it's a lovely way of relaxing but it's not a big commitment you don't have to remember the story in your head before you come back to it it's just it's perfect for just dipping in and out of and picking what you're in the mood for
1: definitely definitely and I think um a lot of the stories are really getting to the the characters heads and a feel for them as well yeah absolutely yeah yeah and from talking to you obviously
0: just having started to promote the book of Sheffield i I get the impression you've read this book multiple times now and I've read it twice and I've only had it a week and I've read through it twice and, and I'm looking forward to reading through it more often. Um, what did you love about the book? What stood out to you about this, this book, the book Sheffield?
1: I think it's the fact, it's the mix of such really good real stories. Yes. And in, in every story, there's a lot of themes, there's a lot of messages which we'll, we'll talk to as we go through. But I think it's that they were so relatable. Mm. And the fact that it's in Sheffield as well, and it's stories that stayed with me that made me think, and some of them made me want to be a better person as yes. well. And yes,
0: absolutely, yes. Yeah, you really root, I think, for everybody in every single story, whatever their circumstances, or whatever their background, whatever. some of them aren't even up to the very honourable things, but you really root mm. for them and you really care about all the characters. Absolutely. Um, which is yeah, just lovely. Yeah. Mm. I think also for me, though, although there's a real melancholy to a lot of stories in the book, there's a really strong sense of Sheffield humour in them that I think people, <laughs> people will really identify with and really love.
1: Definitely, yeah. And a sense of hope as well. even oh, absolutely. On the, yeah, definitely
0: fantastic so there's 10 stories in the book of Sheffield shall we have a quick run through each of them without spoilers obviously so it's gonna we're gonna have to just be very vague about them so we can only apologize to our audience that we can't specify exactly what happens because we want you to grab a copy of the book and read it Mm -hmm. for yourself but uh, we can hopefully give you a sense of each story so we'll start with the very first story in the book Weaning by Helen Mort. can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Claire. Yeah, well, we're so lucky to have Helen in Sheffield. Yeah. Um, she recently held an event for our Adventure Book Festival um, for her new book, Never Leave the Dog at Home. And obviously she she presents on Radio 4, um, but she always has time for Sheffield. Um, I love this story. I think it covers themes of um, loneliness, mm. longing, kind of feeling lost and that living in your own head. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. And some of the lines in there um i think that her body was sheffield she would have to relearn it again oh i
0: love that line it's so good so good
1: mm-hmm. yeah jen yeah. she, she takes us on a journey around sheffield um and the narrator's mind at the same time she's so clever um it's got a massive sense of place in there and some of the locations just superb and really atmospheric
0: yeah yeah i think it, i think is of all the stories to be the first one in the book i think there's some ones you would think would be a more obvious first story but actually this this story covers so much of Sheffield and it is really about the sense of place and like you say how she traces her fingers across the map and oh. it really feels like a brilliant introduction into Sheffield as a location mm-hmm. and and that makes it a really good starting point I think for the book and a good mm-hmm. introduction to sort of show this is this is what this book is this is Sheffield
1: absolutely no observational details like yes. even to a logo on a mug in the story and it gives you that sort of uneasy feeling yes. like you're in the room with them as well it's so fun. I love that I love
0: that and I kind of loved how that it kind of made me smile even though it was a really quite a sad uh, meeting between these two people but that little detail in the mug was just such a quirky thing and it's something we do isn't it we we love a mug Ooh. that has a ridiculous yeah. slogan on or something but and we'll sit holding it in a really serious meeting or something <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's very yeah. Sheffield it feels very yeah. it's that little <laughs> injection of humour in quite a sad mm-hmm. situation in a sad story which is fabulous mm-hmm. and like you say attention different. to detail yeah, yeah.
1: Mm, definitely. And uh, I don't want to spoil the ending. Um, I just I, I loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to read this one twice to kind of really get my head around it because it took me the first time I read it, I wasn't entirely sure what was happening. And it was one of those that I, I had to go back to and I loved going mm. back to it, reading it a second time to really take in what was happening. And and yeah, it's it mm. I loved it, particularly the second time around. I think it is one of those that you really get more from each time you read. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. So the second book, uh, The Avenue by Margaret Drabble.
1: Oh Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I first read this story, I went all you know goosepin play. Yes. Um, yes. It just triggered so many feelings, you know, when the Me Too movement. Mm. came, It's,
0: it's like very timely, before. isn't it? A lot of the yeah. stories, I think, in the book of Sheffield are really timely and cover a lot of the things that we're talking about Definitely. a lot at the minute.
1: Mm, Yeah. Um, But there's a lot more going on in this story. And we explore the character's life, the people in her life that have had a significant impact on her. And I just think it's teased out in a really thought provoking way. Yeah. Um, A lot of themes going on. Again, you've got loss, um, anger, resentment, nostalgia, grief forgiveness uh, and I think um a different part of Sheffield to some of the other stories definitely. yes
0: it, yes it de- I think it definitely represents a different type of person um yeah. because the the character in this is is a theatrical lady and she strikes me as very poised very dignified very controlled and closed off as a result of what's happened to her over her years yeah. and i i thought that was really fascinating it's very different to a lot of the other characters in the diff in the other stories yeah. in the book um yeah. i really felt for her i thought she was really a, a victim of her her times and her kind of situation and her career
1: Definitely, yeah, yeah. And that Sheffield line in there about Sheffield rose from the ashes of its bomb sites and reached yes. the skies with cheese graters and egg boxes. A wedding. I just love that. It just made me so nostalgic. Yeah,
0: it? absolutely. For all those those things that, I mean, the egg box um, doesn't exist anymore, but I think so many people remember it and love it. And it's just, uh, it evokes a lot of fond memories, isn't it? Kind of walking mm. into that and the cobbles that were under there with the fountain.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the quirky line about the uh, the interviewer from Radio Sheffield, yeah. uh, DNA birthday kit mostly Viking but 1% Eskimo. And that's <laughs> really because you've got a little character on a, kind of on a stick about one of the characters, and it's so clever in the yes. writing style.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, she just gives little hints who out. So you've got this quite kind of um, quiet, controlled, dramatic lady, and then all these quirky characters that kind of mm. revolve around her like little planets. And it, I thought that was really fascinating mm. how they uh, – how they, like you say, just one line would tell you so much about each of those people. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a great story. Great yeah, story. yeah.
0: And I think that there's a lot more you could add to this story. It's one of those stories that's, that you feel like there's a lot more to be told.
1: Absolutely. It could almost be a novel, couldn't it? it it's well in short story, but it could yeah. be a novel. Yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: But it was nice and it, it was. It, it did feel like it had a sense of conclusion to it. Definitely. And finality, and, and that was lovely as well.
1: Yeah, a transformation, which is always satisfying as a, as a reader. Mm, mm.
0: Absolutely. So, the third book, third story, even in the book, like A Night Out in Sheffield by Johnny Pitts. <laughs> I think everyone should read this one first. Definitely. Yes, I agree. It's angry. amazing. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just adore this story, and I, I was totally in the mindset of the character. Yes. I, I don't know if it's the music, the setting, or the fact that I have, two been stranded at uh, three in the morning at Clubwell thinking, how am I going to get home? Um, but I, I love the vulnerability and the cheek of the young man. Yes, character. yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he,
0: he kind of reminded me of... um of a really excitable puppy who's been taken out for a walk for the first time and he's really like I want to explore everything and meet everybody and and go to every club and drink every drink but also he's (laughs) quite kind of nervous and terrified and he meets this girl and he's a bit oh god and he's trying to fit in with her Um, and it's really really lively and fun and and Sheffield
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, the vernacular in there with rate and fate and um, what he he refers to women as, which I think is more to do with the character's confidence and his personality. Completely.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And there was a line about, um, um, when we enter Club Wow, S Club 7's club party is playing, (laughs) Julie Delpy looks around at the interior, which resembles a giant Fisher-Price toy. (laughs) I just loved that. I thought it was brilliant.
1: It's superb, yeah. The he talks about his clothes, his, yes, I've got, the know, ben I've got Sh- Bear, white
0: Ben Sherman shirt. shirt.
1: Yeah, I, I've met that guy. <laughs> Absolutely, it's an alive story, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think I think it's one that everybody who's been on a night out in Sheffield can completely identify with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or a night out anywhere, really. I think it sums up lots of places. But there is something very, like you say, with all the vernacular in it, that makes it very Sheffield. Um, mm. And it is. And, it's, and I, I really love the ending of this story because it oh. just felt like he was just starting his journey. It was so full of positivity mm-hmm. and hope and
1: expectation. Yeah, so uplifting, and the the language there at the end is just beautiful, isn't yeah. it? It's a real contrast, and it's you know a credit to to Johnny Pitts for how he's written that. Like, such a contrast to all the language throughout, and it, again, that made me go. Yeah. The team, just oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so definitely think that will probably be one of the favourites in the book. I I think that's going to be the so. one that will get people smiling and talking. It's definitely yeah. one of the more uplifting stories in the book. Yeah. So, the next one, Visiting the Radicals by Philip Penscher.
1: Okay, so um, this is actually an excerpt from Philip's forthcoming novel, A Small Revolution in mm. Germany. Um, now, I was brought up at Park Hill, so anything said yeah. to Park Hill, and I'm instantly in love with it. Um, it's just a great place for creativity and characters. But with this particular um, book, it's just this story is just superb. Um it just it leaves you wanting more. We're straight into the emotion of the story, mm. the characters, even though we're not quite sure what's going on, and um, mm. there's just a real sense of foreboding. Um, and then I, I don't want to give anything away. I know, that's I, the problem, I isn't it? You've got yeah, to give a feel. feel. <laughs> talk about what happens and yeah. and then no, I can't, but just just read it because it really is just oh, I just I just loved it. Um yeah. the atmosphere and um the relationship between whacking. Um, and um, the main character is just, oh, I just think it's just tender and beautiful. Yes,
0: absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, I think because despite it being an ex- excerpt from a, an, a, a novel that's coming up, it's it really works as a short story. It feels very whole, so mm. it, it don't be put off by the fact that it's actually taken from a novel. It's yeah. lovely, and it will make you probably want to read the novel. It's Definitely. Maybe you want to.
1: Yeah, and it's got a, a, another great line in there. 1982 was an age of antiperspirants and guilt and fretting. Deodorants called "Worry for Men." <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. That's Such a good
0: line. Yeah, that it's it's a fabulous fabulous story. Yeah, um, there's Another copy. one I want to read. Yeah, I think it is a real strong character based story. Absolutely, that one. A lot of the other stories in the book are very about the background and the history and the um, the underlying themes, whereas this just feels very about the people in it which is mm-hmm. lovely yeah definitely. so born on sunday silent by Desiree reynolds
1: okay um, uh, yeah such a, a powerful emotional story it's mm. uh, a story that needed to be written I
0: absolutely well it's it, uh, an, unno- an untold story i mean that's what it's about isn't it yeah um, it's a true story based on um should i say this i don't know if that's giving away too much if i say what it's based on do you think I should not say that? I better not say that, but it's very pertinent to the Black Lives Matter campaign that's happening at the minute. Um, mm. I'm not going to give too much away, but it is a true story and, and it is fascinating. And it is a story that needed to be told. Um, mm. And it's all about how not speaking is very
1: damaging, really. There's even a setting in the library as well. <laughs> in the library. Yes,
0: yes. I love that bit where she goes into the library and interacts with the, with the library assistants. fantastic. Just made me mm. smile. Um, there's a few books that they go into the library and obviously <laughs> we're always going to love those, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they do seem to capture the environment really well, which I, I think is great.
1: Definitely, yeah. And even though there's it's quite a, it's a very sad emotional story, there's a little it spot is. of comedy because yes. uh, there are graves that have two wives in it. How do they get along? And it's that kind of need when you're reading a story and then it throws you out and you're yeah. just Tickles you a bit, but I really, really like that. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. I think it's it's really important to have those little lifts in those stories because it is a a very, very sad story otherwise. So I think it absolutely needed those those little parts inside it that that mm-hmm. lift you up and make you smile um, yeah. unexpectedly.
1: Definitely. And uh, Desiree's uh, filming something which is going to be part of the uh, the events. It's really exciting. I'm very looking forward. to Absolutely. It. So yeah.
0: Life. Yeah. I I think it was up there with one of my favourite stories I think it really got me thinking and it really got me it really touched me I think that one
1: definitely me too
0: okay next up um the father figure by Jeff Nicholson
1: <laughs> oh, this is one of those that I really want to uh, to talk and talk about yes. I don't want to say too much but I love this um I just thought it was superb mm. again lots of themes of loss grief longing and um uh I just and, and I didn't expect what when I was reading it it really threw me off kilter and I love that in a yes, story yes
0: yes absolutely yeah yeah the ending just fantastic really and I think it's another one that lots of people identify with when you if you lose somebody you then feel like you see them go to the shops and you think oh that's that person and and it's something I think it's just something lots of people identify with so that part of the story is just very human um, and people will will relate
1: to and I was with him I was with the character yes in the park and on the bench and I was there, and I was really mm. in his head as well. Yeah, it was, it was such clever writing.
0: It is absolutely to be able to to drag you in, and I think that's that's the clever thing, and that's when you can tell a short story is really well written to be able to to put you in somebody's head so instantly, mm. which you have to do with a short story because you've got very little time, you've got no build up, you've got no character development um, mm. in in the kind of long term. You've you've really got to get people in there straight away, and I think yeah. everybody in this the book of Sheffield's managed to do that amazingly yeah, well but father figure yeah. in particular you're really well, like you say know, with him
1: I must have read this about seven or eight times and I've got a list of questions for the author what you know <laughs> why did you think about why did you think of that and I, yes. just, oh, I just love it and I see something different every time I read it I yes I yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yes it was another one that I really loved reading second mm-hmm. time around I think I really got more from it again reading yeah. it a second time Okay. And next up we've got a story called How to Love What Dies by Gregory Normington.
1: Mm. Um to me, I thought this was a perfect short story. Mm. Um I just felt it although it made me quite sad at times, the emotion, it just gripped me. Mm. Um, it just it's just perfect in, in everything about it. Um it's I don't want to again I don't want to say too much <laughs> But this one is- in
0: particular, there's a lot that happens and you're left kind of going, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And you can't we can't say it because you've got to read yeah. it.
1: And I think although I was shocked when I was reading it and moved at the same time, it, these are real things that happen to real mm. people in you know, real life. Um, and I think that's what really moved me about it. And this is one of the stories where I wanted to change myself. I wanted to be a better person. Yes. Um, maybe just smiling at someone. Or I really felt changed by this story. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was another one I felt like, because the, the theme is kind of, it, it follows a refugee who's come to Sheffield. And it really helped me understand how that must feel. And that's, it's another one like um, Helen Mort's story where, the story travels throughout Sheffield and this this man walks all over Sheffield and the surrounding areas and it feels like he's walking through Sheffield to get that sense of belonging and to become part of the land. I love mm-hmm. that about it, the way he travels through the city um, to yeah. become a part of it. And then he does become a part of it, but then he feels like he loses it and there's a lot of, um, mm-hmm. it's a real sad kind of change in, in
1: opinion and feeling towards the city yeah and, and I think as a reader you're changing throughout it as well yes absolutely yeah. and then you've got the quirky bits in there later mm. at the bus stop I waited with Charles Dickens for distraction yes
0: it's a great line that was brilliant I also loved um the line I learned that there were two options in life the owls or the blades <laughs> it's like that's all that all that matters is whether yeah. you're an owl's or a blade and I think you know you do wonder sometimes if that is the first question some people ask
1: definitely yeah
0: (laughs) that's that's Sheffield through and through really yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah it was it was another one where I was left wondering a little bit not what was not what what was going on because I think that's the point it's left a bit um enigmatic I suppose and and you're Mm. supposed to kind of try and think that there's a a little bit of a potentially supernatural element but yeah who knows it it was a very interesting story very interesting without again giving too much away (laughs) the next story in the book is The Time Is Now by Naomi Frisby
1: well I I absolutely adored this story I I wanted to read it over and over again and I have (laughs) <laughs> read it over and over again. And it's one of those where every time I read it, I just pick up more details that I love. Mm, mm. Um the the idea, the Steel City Hall is just it's just amazing. Yeah. And the strength of Naomi's writing just comes through as she's used and again, I can't talk about it, but an unbelievable idea, but made it so believable. Mm,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and I think it's something we've all felt when we've been through heartbreak or suffered a loss or anything like that. And you've wanted to kind of remove your heart to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Um, and, but, but the way this story kind of addresses that kind of mindset and that thinking and, and how it works is
1: amazing. It is, yeah. And you've you've got lots. You've got the the relationship with the father, Yes. Uh, and then the, the the music lyrics of the band in there, mm. and again the sense of place in Sheffield is just really really strong. It really absolutely, comes in, yeah,
0: yeah. It would it would be a really good one to do with with like you said with groups and things like that to kind of really discuss and to read in different ways because it's definitely you have the ability to do that with this this story in particular
1: yeah, yeah. it's such a it's a unique way I just think it's so clever how she's written it yeah. um, and again the one that just really leaves me thinking long after it the timeline yeah, um, and just, yeah the complete I just felt like she'd written that story for me <laughs> yeah. I, was, yes. I mean times like you said I thought oh I wish I could my yeah. I, don't I
0: don't want to feel I don't want to feel this right now yeah yeah um, so clever uh, but the way she's turned that around to to add that Sheffield element is oh. just genius, really.
1: It is genius, yeah, yeah. It is. I want to read it again now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the next story is Scrap by Carl Riordan.
1: Oh yeah. Well, um, I know Carl as he performed ah. some of his poetry at a reading in Central Library a couple of years ago. Um, so to see Carl's story alongside. Margaret Drabble, Philip Henshaw, it's mm. just so inspiring for emerging writers. Yes. Um, but the, the story, I just love the grittiness of this story and its reality. The relationship between Colin and Kenny, it's just oh, even they're
0: gorgeous. They,
1: so gorgeous. They're lovable rogues, are yes. they? We, we shouldn't like them.
0: <laughs> no, not really. They're optimistic. They're the sort of people you kind of grumble at when they drive past your house. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and And the, yeah, they are so, uh, so, so wrong, but it's just, yes. the the relationship's tender and you find yourself fighting their cause
0: all the way through yeah it's really tender and it's really sweet and you kind of know that that bond is unbreakable they would do anything Mm -hmm. for each other and that kind of uh, relationship between two kind of like say lovable rogues is is Mm -hmm. really special and it again it feels very Sheffield yeah,
1: yeah, you've got a lot of the vernacular in there, mm. um, and I was I was sat in the the heads, and I was sat in the van with them, and I just I just loved it. Yeah, the writing is so strong, really strongly.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I wanted to end that story. I wanted to carry on, and I wanted to find <laughs> out what was going on. And yes,
0: I felt that actually. I did feel it for a short story. I just just a few more pages just to tell me what happens to them but I think you have to leave people just wanting more because that's the joy of a short story but I did really really want to know what happened to them to be honest uh right this is the final
1: story um (laughs)
0: And it's called Long Fainting Forward Slash Try Saving
1: Again by Tim Etchells. Okay, well this one, the opening line it just it just grabbed my yes. attention yes. instantly. Probably because I've got a teenage daughter whose finger is permanently wrapped around her iPhone. <laughs> um, and again, I don't want to give too much away because um, there's a there's so much going on in this story. Um, there's so many themes and metaphors and messages. It's very. At uh, times, it's kind of laugh out loud, but you're also yeah. horrified by yeah. the uh, the same time. Um, and some of the lines in there are superb. Um, yes. just I think it would be a really interesting one for a book club discussion, just to Absolutely. see different perspectives on on yeah. what's going on. Really, yeah.
0: I felt like I needed to take this to to my old A level class and dissect it because there's a yeah. lot in there to kind of interpret. Um, mm. and, I, and just one or two reads is not enough. I don't feel like even now I've got my head around what's happening with this story. It's it's
1: yeah. quite bonkers, really. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 404 not found, I think, kind of sums it all yes. up, really. It, it? <laughs> it yeah. really does. Yeah, it's perfect. It? perfect. Yeah. The use of language and text. Be- and then you kind of got old English coming in there, which I think yeah. is so clever. Yeah. Um, so really yeah. Can- he,
0: he really played around with grammar, punctuation everything really in this short story which it doesn't happen very often actually in short stories you don't see them do that experiment with that kind of thing and and I think that can be a love it or hate it thing for people can't it people, some people mm. like the structure of grammar and it's there for a reason and punctuation is there for a reason but he really plays with it and I think I love that about this story.
1: Mm, it's Super it's yeah it's, uh, it definitely makes you think.
0: Yes absolutely <laughs> yeah I think of all of them it is it's the one that you really have to sit and read lots of times and maybe discuss with other people as well It is perfect yeah. for, for groups and discussion yeah, points Definitely, and it's yeah. I think of a lot of the stories felt very nostalgic and very kind of reminded us of the things we love about Sheffield and that kind of aspect but this felt very futuristic and part current part very futuristic and, and that's very different to a lot of the other stories that cover um history and yeah it's
1: old, almost...
0: old Sheffield
1: yeah almost kind of um, apocalyptic feel to it. Yes wasn't
0: yes absolutely yeah mm-hmm. I think so. So those are, are the 10 stories and um, we've given you a really really vague tease on the content of the stories in the book and and the feel for each one. I know we've told you very little about the actual stories because we want you to get the book and read them for yourselves and tell us what you think of them and what your interpretation of them but hopefully it's Made you want to read it <laughs> um so to finish off, dare I ask that age old impossible question, Claire, which of the ten stories is your favorite? Do you have a favorite?
1: Oh, this was really difficult, no, oh, it's um... cool. Yeah, I, th- I do think Gregory Normanton's is the perfect short story, mm. um, but for me, because I feel like the story was written uh, for me, The Time Is Now by Naomi Frisby, I just, mm. um, I-, I loved it and I can't stop reading it, I just, and even talking about it now makes me go all tingly, I, yes, just, I just yes. thought it was still alive. Yeah, yeah. what about you?
0: I-, I think the same for me actually, I, I absolutely adored that story, I-, I felt like I understood it, I loved the way it was written, um, I thought it was incredibly clever, I loved The Link to Sheffield, which wasn't necessarily obvious like mm. some of the others, and but it was really clever. I loved that one. And I also have to say I like A Night Out in Sheffield by Johnny Pitts as well, just because it's so Sheffield and so funny and just, yeah, I've come across lads like that and, and I really thought, I really enjoyed reading that one. It felt very light and easy to read yeah. and, that, and that was great. It was very accessible.
1: Mm. And I think that's why it's a book for everyone, really. I think you could pay two plans, couldn't you? uh, Oh, definitely. Mm.
0: I think that's what what we're hoping that people will do if they do get a copy of this book. Read it, read it a few times, share it, um, discuss it, but then pass it on to somebody else and let them have a read and Mm. see what they think um, and spread this book about. Mm. (laughs) Um, So we probably ought to reveal what plans are afoot with the book really, in terms of the library service. We've got lots of copies, as I stated in the introduction, that we are going to be giving out. Um, so we are going to be in some of Sheffield's parks over the coming weeks. Grace Park, Encliffe, Hillsborough Mill Houses, the Botanical Gardens. The local libraries as part of the Click and Collect service will be providing the book And we'll put details of those out across social media and on our blog. So we'll have exact dates and times when you can come and collect your copy of the book. It's completely free. So as long as we have some, we will be giving them to you. Um, You can find details on our blog, cheflibraries.blogspot.com. If you're a reading group or organisation who would like to get hold of copies of the book, please get in touch. Email us via libraries at sheffield.gov.uk. And we'll try and help get copies of the books to you. Um, I believe, Claire, that you've been planning lots of interesting events as well around the book.
1: Yeah, so we've got some author events. So They're all being worked up at the moment. Really exciting. Uh, we've got some reading um, book club discussions online. Um, and then a couple of writing workshops because we'll be holding a writing competition Um, inviting anyone over 16 to write their own short story set in Sheffield. Fantastic.
0: Oh, I hope we get to read those. That sounds brilliant.
1: Oh, a chance to get get writing your own story. Yes,
0: yes, and of course we want you. If you, when you do get a copy of the book in the coming weeks, to share your thoughts with us on social media, get in interactive with us, get involved with the discussion. We want to know what your what you think of the stories and what your Sheffield story is, and share photographs of you reading the book around Sheffield.
1: That would be great. That would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: Fabulous. Well, thank you, Claire, for joining us on the podcast today and giving us a taster of the Book of Sheffield. Thank Um, you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. My guest today was library assistant Claire Walker. You can find out more about the Book of Sheffield on our blog, cheflibraries.blogspot.com. You have been listening to the Sheffield Libraries podcast, the new place to hear authors discuss their work, to explore stories, fact and fiction that we think deserve to be shared. I hope you'll join us again.